Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the WCPO High School Insider Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Dyer. Welcome to the regional finals week of the Ohio high school football season. I have a jam-packed episode for you this week. This podcast is every week, so make sure you subscribe using your favorite podcast app. And be sure to follow all of our football coverage on WCPO 9 Sports and WCPO.com. I plan to be out at Atrium Stadium in Mason Friday night for the Division I regional final between number one seed Moeller and number three seed Lakota West. Should be another memorable Friday night of high school football before we reach the uh, state final four in each of the respective seven divisions. But later on in this episode, you're going to hear from triple-double prospects analyst Corey Albertson previewing the Ohio high school boys basketball season, which, believe it or not, starts November 24th. But uh, we're going to keep with a mostly uh, high school football theme this week. It's seven greater Cincinnati teams playing five regional football finals Friday night. Later in this episode, you're going to hear from McNicholas coach Mike Orlando, Baden coach Nick Yordy, Western Brown coach Nick Osborne, and Wenton Woods coach Chad Murphy about their teams. Well, it's been quite a season for 11-1 Lakota West and 10-3 and Moeller. Friday night will be the first time that Moeller and Lakota West have met in the postseason since 2004, and it's the first overall meeting since August of 2016. And Lakota West has won 11 consecutive games after a 12-2 win over St. Xavier this past Friday night at Princeton. And Lakota West coach Tom Bolden had a great soundbite after the game. He summed up how significant that regional semifinal win was for the Firebirds. Listen, hats off. I, that, that's a, they're instant classics. That's a great football game. Uh, hats off to those St. X kids. It's always a battle. They're smart, they're tough, they're disciplined, their coaches do a great job. But I'm going to tell you what, we got something really special going on in Westchester, up in the Dakota West. I'm telling you right now, right now, really, three years where we're at now, and a big statement win like this, I couldn't be any more proud of these kids, this community. I, I mean everything. It's, I'm telling you, we got something special. From the Tomahawks to the middle school to what we got rolling, uh, it's beautiful times, I'm telling you that. I'm so freaking happy. Well, you can tell how fired up Tom Bolden was there after the game on the field. And uh, the Firebirds are in their third regional final, including the second straight appearance. And meanwhile, Moeller is seeking its first regional title since 2014. Remember, the Crusaders had just three wins in 2020 during Mark Elder's first season as head coach. And Moeller is seeking its 17th trip to the state semifinals. And like I mentioned, the first regional title since 2014. I, I caught up with uh, Muller coach Mark Elder Sunday night and asked him about his initial impressions of Lakota West, the important role of the Muller captains this year, and what he's learned in just his second season. Here you are uh, in the regional final and uh, you know, much anticipated game on Friday night at Mason against Lakota West. And um, I guess what are your initial impressions here as we kind of start the week on, uh, on your opponent? Yeah, so it's it's Sunday night, so obviously not too too deep into them at this point in time. Um, I've really about partway through their special teams and and watched a lot of of uh, their offense. I haven't gotten to much of their defense quite yet, but um, obviously they're a really really good team, um, really well rounded team as far as. Uh, offensively, I think that um, their quarterback is is a really good player. He's he's headsy, smart, uh, dual threat guy. I mean, he can make it happen with his legs. He he's throwing the ball really, really well. He's got some dangerous receivers out there, and a, and a bunch of them. Uh, I think that they're they're physical up front. Uh, their back does a really good job of running the football. Um, some of the special teams I've seen, they're they're explosive in that category, and and. Um, Really good team. Uh, we did seven on seven with them this summer, so we got to see how how skilled they are in in the secondary. And I haven't gotten to watch much of that film quite yet, but uh, I certainly remember them from the summer. And and they they're tall and long and and super athletic on the perimeter. I can't speak as much about their their box play at this point in time, just because I haven't got to see the film as much yet. But um, talented team. Uh, won a whole bunch of ball games. Uh, they've they've played well, and and um, we're going to have to play uh, a really good game for for us to have a chance. Just to kind of go back uh, with the Princeton game for a quick second here before we kind of continue with the regional farm, but just go down fourteen nothing, literally ninety seconds into the game. I mean, just how resilient uh, did your guys show there? Uh, how much resilience did your guys show there? Just kind of coming back from fourteen nothing there. 
Yeah. I mean, you, you blink twice and you're like, holy cow. 10.30 in the first quarter and we're down two scores. This is not exactly the how it went. I literally, that was my last point is let's let's start fast uh, in the locker room right before we, we took the field. And that, that wasn't exactly what we were looking for. But uh, really, really proud of the team because, um, you know, when, when our extra point block team was coming off the field after they returned a fumble for a touchdown, um, you, you really – you looked at the guys on the sideline and, and you would have seen a team that you said, oh, what is it? Zero, zero, you know, like nobody batted an eye. No one put up a, a concern. Uh, there was no panic on the sideline. It was just, yeah, okay, let's, let's, uh, let's go out there and, and start playing some football now. That's usually difficult to come back from. Um, but what I was very proud of is, is that, um, you know, it certainly was momentum was all on their side and, and everything was looking pretty terrible on our side. And, and um, the fact that our guys didn't even bat an eye, I mean, just we're fine. Move on. Let's go. Gotta go play football. Uh, that was great to see. And I, th I think it speaks a, a ton about the, the senior leadership and um, in the, in the couple of things I've said a million times this year, uh, there's belief in, in the, the kids believe in themselves and they believe in each other. And, and, um, I think that that shows when when yeah you get punched in the face twice really quick and and um, you you just don't don't worry about it you just move on and play football and know that we can overcome it and we can go through all the stats and everything like that but just who's really emerged for you just in terms of leadership um, I would assume some of your seniors but at this time time of the year you know you need that little extra gear um, uh, who I guess just on both sides of the ball has has been uh, there for you as as, as a leader uh, from a coaching standpoint. Well, we have five captains, and and uh, those guys have really done a nice job. But it's not not just them, but um, th those five captains have have been fantastic for us, and and uh, it's been great to see. And um, you know, Josh Caddis is one of them. He's injured now, but he's he's still leading. I mean, Ivan Anderson's a guy that's a, a captain for us on defense, and he's had to miss a bunch of time, and yet he's still been a leader, even even if they're not in there. And that's that's the thing that we say is is um, leadership is a is a whole separate role from from the one that you play on the field, and and whether you're playing or not, you you need to to take on that that capacity. But um, the other guys in in Jared Merck and Ethan Coe and, and Jack Garrett, along with the two I mentioned, they, they've been great, but it's not just them. I mean, it's the whole senior class. And, and this is a senior class that um, has, has really taken a lot of pride in, in um, wanting to accomplish a lot. And, and I know that there wasn't a whole bunch of belief outside of the, the locker room when we walked in to start the season, but um, there wasn't a lack of that on the inside of the locker room. It wasn't arrogance. It wasn't um, false. It was just, you know, hey, we think that we can be pretty good and, and let's go out and do it. And it doesn't matter what the naysayers say. And um, and frankly, as we've talked about it, it you know, the, the same people that said that we stink when we lose one game or the ones that are going to tell you how great you are after you win the next one. And um all that stuff is just noise. We we just need to focus on on the task at hand, and and I think that they've done a um, the team has done a very very good job of that of blocking out the the noise. Whether whether that noise is you stink or whether that noise is you're great, um, it's all the same. It it, it just comes down to we got to have a great week of preparation. Um, we got to be really really focused, and we got to play hard. Um, to go out and, and put our best foot forward on Friday night and, and hope that's good enough to get a win. I guess just finally, I hear all the time about coaches saying how much they learn from their players. It doesn't matter what sport, but I'm, I'm just kind of curious from your standpoint, your second season there at Moeller, obviously a lot of great success from a, a year ago. Um, this program continues to build up again, but um, what have you learned the most? Maybe just from whether it be the captains or, or just this entire team along this journey? Um, I'd say this when, when you've got a, a group of great young men, um, you, you just, you got to just point them in the right direction, give them the path and, and let them run with it. And that's what I think that this, this group has really done is, um, you know, we've, we've pointed them in the right direction. We've been a, as a coaching staff, we've, we've tried to be steady Eddie and, and just the same guys every single week and just point them in the right path and, and, 
say things straight and honest and, and tell them exactly where things are. And, and when you've got a group of guys that, that, um, that want to be great, I mean, that's all they need. They, they just, um, they just need a, a steady, consistent approach and, and to whether it's good news, whether it's bad news, whether, um, you, you know, it's whatever it is, you, you just point them in the right direction. You tell them exactly how you see it. And, and then they're going to take it from there. And that's what this group has done. And and we've got a great group of young men in the locker room. I, I love coaching them every single day. And, and that's, that's all we've been. I mean, when, when we've done things poorly, we, we don't need to jump up and down about it and go crazy. Uh, we just, you know, Hey, here's where we're at. Here's what we're not doing very well. We need to get it corrected. And um, when we're doing things well, here, here's what we, we need to continue to do. And, and when you got great kids, they, they, they take that, they listen, um, believe in what you're saying and, and they'll run with it. Well, I talked to Tom Bolden on Monday morning and uh, he certainly has already scouted the Crusaders. So this should be a fantastic matchup. Again, number one and number three seeds. Uh, getting after it at Atrium Stadium, the trip to the state semifinals on the line. Let's switch gears to Division Two, Region Eight. Ten and three, Winton Woods plays twelve and zero Piqua this Friday night at Clayton Northmont, and uh, this is just a week after uh, Winton Woods junior KC Spears rushed for two hundred twenty eight yards on eight carries and scored five touchdowns as Winton Woods defeated LaSalle forty two to twenty five. I caught up with Winton Woods coach Chad Murphy on Saturday morning. Uh, well, I mean, I, I just think we're playing really, really well. You know, I, I've said it a hundred times, but, you know, the defense has played really consistent most of the year. Offense from about midseason on has continued to get better and better. Um, and then obviously big time players like Tyreek Spikes, KC Spears, you know, them kind of guys that, you know, we, we're pretty big up front. We've been getting some bodies on bodies and and letting two really, really good athletes kind of do their, do their thing in the run game and, and, and throwing the ball, you know, also, Buddy's done really well uh, passing game-wise, just being efficient with the passing game. I mean, what was the reaction? Special teams, special teams has been a big piece. I mean, you know, obviously we had a kickoff return for a touchdown last night, which that, you know, what a momentum, break, momentum breaker. But, um, you know, for the most part, um, you know, our special teams have, have, has played really, really well here the last few weeks for sure. I mean, what was the reaction after the game? I mean, you know, here's a team that uh, you had faced in week two, lost by – seven and obviously lost in the regional final a year ago. I mean, tell me how pumped up uh, your players and your coaches were. Yeah. I mean, just, just really, 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 really ecstatic. I mean, just, just a, just a great feeling. Um, you know, it's almost like one of them things, you know, so happy for our kids, but, but, you know, on the other hand, I mean, I just feel like we just did what we we're supposed to do. You know what I mean? I, you know, it's that, that's the thing. I mean, we've got some really, really good football players here and that, that's a huge rivalry last night. I mean, for, for, for so many things and for such a long time. And, um, you know, th th those two, us and, and LaSalle obviously have battled and battled and battled over the years. And um, it's, it was huge. I mean, it, it can't take anything away from it. It was, it was huge. You know, we enjoyed it. I want to still enjoy it a little bit, but, you know, I'm just just so, so, so ready for this next one, you know, preparing for this next one. You know, it, it, that's the hard part about coaching. You know, you, you don't want your kids, you don't want to suck the fun out of it for your kids. You know, you want to let them enjoy it. But, but man, you know, we just, uh, you know, we really believe we just got to take care of us and, 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 and minimize our mistakes and, and, and handle, you know, take care of the football and, and continue to play great defense. What type of night did Casey Spears have? Can you put that in perspective? Gosh. And, and you know what, um, you know, you, you coach, I uh, get a little emotional. Um, he's just such a great kid. Um, you know, he's just such a great kid. I mean, um, just, just couldn't be happier for him. And, and I don't know if there's more, I, you know, I don't know if there's more of a selfless guy in this program. And we got a lot of, we got a very self, a lot of very selfless kids um, that, that put the team in front of themselves. But, I, but I'll tell you, man, you know, early in the season, you know, coaches are, are, are uh, you know, sometimes we, uh, we we always want to put our kids in the best situation, but the Casey didn't touch the ball very much, you know, early in the year. You know, we were trying to figure it out. We were trying to get it to him in the passing game, and things just wasn't working out. And we over the last few, you know, over the last five, six weeks, we've just – we've snapped it to him. We've handed it to him. We've thrown it to him. He's, he's, he's doing a little bit more punt returning now. Um, he's just such a unique, neat – Neat, uh, young man, and, and just man, what 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 a, what a night! I mean, what a night um, he had, and he just does so many things for us. Couldn't be happier for him, you know. And um, just just the best part about it, like I've said seventeen times already, he's just such a great kid. 
I mean, what else could he ask for? What, an 83-yard touchdown run, a 94-yard touchdown run? Yeah. He plays special teams. <laughs> yeah. uh, seemed like he did it all for you. He does. I mean, he 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 wears a lot of hats for us, and 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 never complains. And and you know, came off the field a couple times early last night offensively, and I'm like, oh, this is weird. You know, I don't I don't see him standing on the sideline very often. And he came out a, a couple plays early. Um, I was hoping he he was he was all right. You know, what I mean, because that that was a little abnormal. Um, but uh, man, once he got going, phew, wow, what a night. You touched on your defense there a little bit. Uh, but can you just describe how valuable, especially that defensive line, some of the linebackers there? Yeah. I mean, because, you know, a lot of these guys will get the spotlight for the stats, Tyreek and KC, but your defense has been just lights out. Oh, they have. And and, and the best part about it, you know, we, we talk about it a lot. We don't we, we could care less about just the highlight play. We want the consistent play, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I, and I feel like they, 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 they've just been so consistent, especially, you know, stopping the run obviously everybody wants to stop the run first and foremost and I, we've just done such a great job you know I don't know if we've we, I think we've given up we've had one 100 yard rusher all year I believe in 13 weeks now and even that team's total rushing yards was was under under 100 because of the sacks and tackles for loss on other guys so um yeah that that, that defensive front I mean we run really really well we're you know we're really athletic we've got some good size and length and all that good stuff um, but they're great kids. Obviously, Coach Gray does a phenomenal job with them guys, has, has created a unit on that side of the ball. And, you know, this is this this is Wenton Woods, and, and, and this place has played played great defense for a long, long time. And, and just we're just trying to build off off things that's, that you know, the ones before, the people before us and the players and coaches and all that before us. And um, they're just, just really athletic, man, really fly to the ball. Um, and uh, just a great group, just a great group, playing really, really hard consistently. Obviously, Carlson Gray, former NFL player, um, people who know football and know, um, you know, what he's been, his impact in high school football around here. But can you talk about maybe just his impact just on the defensive side, you know? Yeah, I mean, you know, you know, taking this job and, and I've coached against Coach Gray when I was at Hamilton and, he, you know, he was a D.C. at West and all that kind of stuff, you know, and, and, and known of him and, and all that. But just I, I just think just what a blessing for our kids, you know, one of the best players to, to, to come out of Forest Park and in this area and then to go on and do the things he did at, at, at the college level, you know, All-American and then obviously playing in the NFL, you know, for as long as he did um, and to be able to come back here and give back to our kids. And, you know, um, he, he's just done a remarkable job. I mean, just absolutely remarkable. You know, he, he's, a, he's a coach, you know, 24-7. You know, he's a coach. You know, he's just coaching somebody. You know, whether it be in the hallways during school or whether it be girl, down at girls' basketball right now, left left football film this morning. Now, now he's going and coaching some girls' basketball. So I'm blessed. You know, our staff's blessed to have him. And most most importantly, our kids are just blessed to have him. It's only 12 hours after the, the game, but uh, what do you know about Piqua here for the regional final? Well, I, I, I know way back in 1993, my junior year, Piqua beat us out of the playoffs when I was at Franklin. And uh, I think they, they played really, really good football for a long time with Bill Neese. And that, 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 that name's a, a legend up there. And, and uh, I know they're going to be tough kids. I know football means a lot up there. Um, and, and they're a 12 and 0 football team. I know that. So, um, you know, it's, it's somebody that, you know, we're, we're, we're going to have to prepare for, not a doubt. Wynton Woods, Coach Chad Murphy, uh, always appreciate the time. Thanks for uh, speaking with me, especially on a Saturday morning. Good luck to you. Appreciate all you do, Mike. Well, this is two straight upsets for Wynton Woods here in the regional tournament. First knocking off previously undefeated Kings and then defeating LaSalle, their opponent in the 2020 regional final last week. So uh, sixth regional final appearance for the Wynton Woods football program. And uh, certainly Coach Murphy has his team ready to go Friday night with the state semifinals trip on the line. Let's switch gears to Division Three, Region 11. Western Brown is making its first regional final appearance in program history, and the 11-2 Broncos will take on undefeated Granville this Friday night at Taze Valley and uh, caught up with Western Brown coach Nick Osborne, not only about the game, but how much community support the Broncos have received throughout this playoff run. Yeah, it was a great feeling last night. Um, as soon as that buzzer hit, uh, you know, our fans traveled really, really well last night, and I think that's the loudest they've been. Um, since probably the, the first time we played Jackson or Clinton Massey. So, uh, you know, Bronco Nation was in full effect last night. And, you know, it, it was loud on both sides. It was just a great atmosphere on both sides. And that, that's what playoff football is all about. And, you know, we were able to clinch the, the win and able to move on to the regional finals. And, you know, our kids were, our kids were juiced and, and happy. And, um, you know, we came home last night 
And uh, gosh, there was, uh, I don't know how many fans were lined up outside of our locker room. We got off the bus. And uh, so that, that was really, really cool. And, uh, you know, just really, really happy for our kids because it really shows you the character of kids that we have. Um, and, you know, we've only had them for a short two years so far. And, you know, uh, they do what we ask and there, there's no complaining. And, you know, that just shows you the character of kids we have and, and how they're raised. Tell me about how the players have fed off this energy from the crowd and just the emotion from the community. Uh, yeah, you know, like this morning we came in and we got a phone call from uh, it's, it's Hauser's Discount, um, a little gas station, whole, it's a mom and pop owned. And uh, so they, they supplies all of our kids with breakfast this morning. So, you know, we walked over there and it was cool. Um, and, you know, the community is really, really behind us. We had our, our community pep rally Thursday and, you know, it was packed and, you know, the police gave us a, an escort off uh, yesterday as long as the fire department. So, um, you know, signs lined up everywhere. And uh, but, yeah, I mean, the kids are feeding off of it. And when the fans are into it, our kids are into it. And, you know, definitely made it a hostile atmosphere last night away with the uh, Bronco Nation did. Tell me about uh, just another great out- offensive uh, output for the Broncos uh, um, led by Drew and just how efficient was uh, was everything clicking on offense? Yeah, you know, I. Offensively, we, we struggled at times, um, definitely hit adversity, but we made the plays when we had to. And, you know, again, our defense stepped up again and, and won the game for the second straight time versus Jackson. And, and, and I, I know a lot of people are always like, you know, the offense, 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 but the defense, man, is, has been lights out, you know, since the playoffs started. And, um, you know, our offense is feeding off them and, you know, our defense is feeding off the offense and uh, just really, really good mojo going right now. Tell me about those guys on defense for you because I, I see that, you know, it's one of those things where, I mean, you have seniors and juniors that really led you. I mean, tell me about some of those guys that really stepped up for you. Yeah, and, you know, we, we only have three seniors on the defense and the rest are juniors and sophomores. So um, definitely a little young in the back there, but, you know, led by Dakota Luther and Dane Tomlin at the backers and um, in the back end by Javante uh, Q and um, Evan Knatzer and Spencer Smith, man, has came a long way uh, from the first Jackson game and, uh, you know, just – didn't play as a, as a sophomore, came back out as a junior, an athletic kid. And, you know, our, our D-lines um, has really stepped up with Seth Barber, Ty Loudon, uh, Jace Beasley, um, and Ryan Malthaler. So, uh, you know, er- everyone's playing well right now, and that's what we tell them. You know, you're, you're not going to get any shutouts in the playoffs, I man. It's just it, – it is how it is. Um, it is what it is. So, uh, you know, just play your best ball for 48 minutes. And, uh, you know, going in the half, it was 21-21, and you know, only giving up seven in the second half was – was just phenomenal and the adjustments they made and just the effort and toughness they played with was just something you could ask for a better outcome. Great. And uh, what else can you say about Drew? Uh, another uh, 400 yard passing night. Um, how, how well did he play? And obviously the receivers, Dylan uh, included. And Yeah. You know, uh, I, I think, you know, we, we dropped some balls here and there, had a miss, couple missed throws, but uh, you know, and that's why I told him, you know, big players make uh, big plays. Uh, and big time moments. And that's what we did last night. Um, you know, we had some, some wide open drops. We were able to, to, to make the plays we had to. And, um, you, know, you know, Drew played pretty well. Uh, receivers played well. And our line played uh, awesome. You know, that was the best game they played all year. And Jackson did a lot, did a really good job, you know, mixing some stuff up and sending late pressures. And, you know, O-line, it, that was the best row line played all year. And if it wasn't for them, we, we wouldn't have won that game last night. Now, the unfair question, literally 12 hours after the, the win, but uh, what do you expect in the regional final uh, with Granville? I can see the film going on in the background yeah. there, too. Yeah, we got the defensive coaches, and uh, we're in here uh, scouting now. But, uh, you know, Granville's a heck of a team. You know, a lot of seniors and uh, physical, um, very physical, and, um, you know, kind of like us, you know, kind of in the middle of, uh, of nowhere. People are like, hey, where's Granville? Where's Western? So, and I know it's this is their first time in the regional finals as well, and, um, you know, they got a great team and it's going to be another 48 minute dogfight. Tell me about just maybe the gratitude that you guys have to play another week because you hear that often from playoff teams that have made a deep run because, you know, obviously not everybody's playing right now. But what's it like? Just I mean, I've seen the 6 a.m. practices, you know, on, on social media and just maybe just the grind. I mean, how much have you guys embraced it? Oh, they, they embrace it. And, you know, they keep saying, you know, I don't want to go to the next sport yet. I don't want I don't want this to end. So, you know, I told them, you know be able to walk off that field after 48 minutes and look in the mirror and, and say, I gave it my all. And if you can do that, then we're, we're going to be hard to beat. And uh, we'll, we'll keep this thing running as long as we can. There's really emerged as you could tell, I mean, you could tell all season, but just leadership wise, you know, gets this time of year, you know, everybody's kind of dinged up. It gets dark early. You need to be motivated. Uh, maybe, you, don't, you know, playoffs are enough motivation for a lot of teams, but uh, 
still there's got to be some guys that have really emerged for you vocally. Yeah, you know, O-line wise, Cam Weil is, is a big time leader. Um, you know, he's our anchor of the O-line and uh, the receiving core. The two leaders is definitely Logan Campbell and Dylan. And, um, you know, the, those guys, they don't care how many catches they get, you know, as long as we win and, and we, we play how we do. And defense, you know, uh, Luther and Q Collins and Javante, there, there's just a lot of guys that, that are playing with that little ed, that, that edge on, you know, and just, just, you know, giving their haul and, you know, you couldn't ask for a better outcome for them. And um, I think everyone's got that chip on their shoulder. Um, you, know, you know, just a couple of years ago, you know, uh, the seniors were two and eight and, you know, now, now we're in the regional finals and, you know, a lot of people doubted them and, and, and said they were bad athletes and all that stuff. And, uh, but now, now that we're back and the community's behind us, um, you know, just, it's a great feeling for our kids. You know, you could be happy for them in the situation that they're in. Western Brown coach, Nick Osborne, really appreciate the time. Best of luck to the Broncos. Thank you. I appreciate it, Mike. Well, you can tell how much this playoff run has meant to the Western Brown High School football community, and Nick Osborne has done a great job illustrating that. And, uh, you know, the offense gets a lot of attention. Junior quarterback Drew Novak is just 114 yards from becoming the sixth player in Ohio High School Athletic Association state history to throw for 5,000 yards in a season. Uh, but as Coach Osborne alluded to, that defense has been lights out, and uh, I think uh, the Broncos certainly – want to step up again defensively against this undefeated Granville team on Friday night in order to keep advancing to the state semifinals. We'll stay with Division Three for a second. We're going to talk about Region 12 now. The Region 12 final is at Trotwood Madison Friday night. Undefeated Baden taking on Bellbrook in a rematch of a Week 2 game that uh, saw Baden win 17-7 to at Bellbrook. And I caught up with Baden coach Nick Yorty on Sunday afternoon talking about the Rams and how dominant their defense has been. You know, it's actually the second time we played these guys. We, we actually played a week two in the regular season. Um, it was a close game. It was a fortunate. Uh, we got out of there 17-7, had a touchdown late in the game. And, um, you know, watching film, I, I think that our message to the kids, at least on Saturday, was that uh, you know, they're obviously a lot better than they were week two. And um, you know, we're obviously a little bit better, too. So, you know, it's, it's going to be a battle. You know, I think at this level in the playoffs, you know, this round, you know, in a regional final, you're playing some pretty good teams. And um, we got to prepare because they're, they're playing at a pretty high level right now. Everybody's been talking about your defense all season. Um, just tell me how they've really risen to the occasion here during the playoffs. Yeah, they, they've done a tremendous job these first couple rounds here of, of really, you know, shutting some really good offenses down. You know, I think Lama Shawnee was a really scrappy team. Um, and they were able to just shut them out. Um, St. Mary's loves to run the football. You know, that's what they do. And, and our guys up front, I think the two guys up front that really kind of started for us are Hunter Harrison and Logan New. Um, they, they've been playing for us for the past three years. And um, it's their kind of kind of their time as seniors here. You know, they're kind of leaders of our defense, and they do a great job of, of just really creating a new line of scrimmage for us. So, um, uh, Belbrook likes to run the ball, and we're going to have to rely on our defense again here to step up. A lot of coaches tell me kind of this time of the – postseason that, uh, you know, they allow the guys to, you, know, you see the the leaders emerge, in other words, uh, especially the seniors. And um, uh, I just kind of curious who, who that's been for you, whether that's been on the defense or offense, uh, who's really kind of taken, uh, taken charge in terms of the locker room. Yeah. You know, we have a really big senior class. I mean, that's kind of why, that's why we're where we are right now. I think we have like 25 seniors and these kids have been great you know, for the past four years. But, um, you know, <clears throat> offensively, uh, Landon Bitterick, our quarterback, has done a tremendous job. He's a UC baseball commit, um, and he really kind of takes control of that offensive model. Um, so we rely on him a lot on offense. And then, you know, Logan New as well. He's a captain for us. He's, he's a starter on that D-line, and he, he kind of sets the tone. And, and then these seniors just kind of all feed off of one another, and um, they're just a great group of kids. And, and that's a lot of the reason why we're where we are right now. For somebody who's not as familiar with your team or, you know, hasn't been uh, on the inside as far as uh, your program goes, I mean, tell me, what's the identity of this group? I mean, you mentioned the large <laughs> senior class. I mean, what's it like? Yeah, you know, it, it is. A, they're a good group. They're a hardworking group. Um, they're a fun group. You know, that's something we, we try to, you know, we're, we're serious. We go to work when it's practice time. We're, we're, we're getting after it. But, um, you know, since these guys came in as freshmen, you know, they just kind of have a really uh, even keel, you know, kind of, demeanor about them they, they they don't panic a whole lot they try to you know stick to the plan they do what we got to do but at the same time you know they're, they're just a great group of kids that we can um, you know have a little fun with and practice sometimes and they're just a, a joy to be around how much have you guys enjoyed this this journey so far 
Yeah, I don't know. I, I think the kids are enjoying it probably a little bit more than me. You know, I think I need to kind of step back and, and kind of enjoy it a little bit more than, than what I am. But, um, you know, the kids are they're having fun. I mean, it's a great atmosphere in school. I mean, the kids are our student section is great. You know, week after week, uh, our, our parents are, are doing a great job helping us out, just getting little things ready throughout the week. And, um, you know, it's, it's fun. You know, when, when you're winning, it's obviously Sure. I was just going to ask you, what's it been like the school community, the support that they've given you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we we have a great you know youth program. Our CYO um, organization does a tremendous job helping us out and supporting us, and then you know just just the kids overall. You know, the kids that are on the basketball team and the baseball team, and everybody's kind of pulling for each other right now. And you know, our baseball team was in the state semifinals this past year, so you know, there's there's a lot of these kids are are um, you know used to competing at a high level. Just gotta kind of try to do our part in the football program. Great. And do you know how many regional final appearances? Uh, you know, I, I don't off the top that's of my a, head. There was a record books at school, but um, there, there's been a few. I mean, they won. Yeah. You know, they've been in a couple of state title games uh, in the past, and I know they made it to a couple of regional finals. And I think three years ago we were in there against Trotwood um, as well. So, um, you know, it's it's a it's a heck of a ride, and we're just taking it one week at a time. Certainly that Baden defense has been the signature of this Rams team. Two shutouts in the postseason and just allowed 10 points last week uh, for the first points allowed this playoff season. So uh, Baden is in its 12th regional final, and uh, this program is certainly um, looking very good for uh, uh, continuing to play in hopes of, of making it to Ken. Let's switch gears now to Division Four, Region 16. That regional final is Friday night at Princeton High School. It is 11-1 Clinton Massey taking on 11-1 McNicholas. And I caught up with McNicholas head coach Mike Orlando talking about not only this deep playoff run for the Rockets, but a facing a, a always perennial power in the Clinton Massey Falcons. It was really good. It was really happy for the seniors, happy for the group, happy for the community. A um, lot, lot of time, energy, and effort you know, is put into this thing. And, you know, just to, to see some rewards, um, you know, is, is good. You know, you don't, you don't always get that real, real quick, right? It takes, it takes time to, to build this and, um, you know, to be a part of it and be uh, in it in a moment like that and uh, to win a game like that and in the fashion that we did, it was, uh, it, it was really good. Who really played well for you on both sides of the ball? Coach? Yeah, it was um, – I mean, it was collective, but, uh, you know, Pierce Taylor stood out. Ty, Ty Snyder stood out. Um, you know, teams have made a uh, concerted effort to, um, you know, stop our running game. Um, and, and take uh, Ben Bobo, our receiver, out, out of the game plan. And, um, you know, luckily we have some guys that can do some things, right? You, you know, you can, you can take a couple guys out, but um, we've had an opportunity for other guys to, to make plays. And, um, you know, they were not able to uh, control the quarterback last night in, in the run game particularly. And um, he got out. He's just, a, he's just a tough kid and gritty and scrappy and, um, you know, everything you want in, in a leader, particularly a quarterback, um, to be quite honest. And um, he, he just had a, a fantastic game. And, you know, it starts up front. Our guys up front did, did a really, really good job. And, um, you know, they, they weren't, you know, they're, they're a good football team. And, um, you know, showed in the first half, we didn't really we didn't really play like we like we thought we could. But, you know, they had they had a, they had a say in that. Right. They, you know, they, they were good and prepared and did some things that were uh, a little bit, uh, you know, you know, not to what we were expecting. So, um, but yeah, it, it, defensively, um, you know, it was, uh, you know, they, they wanted to run the football and they, they did in, in the first half and um, a collective effort. Uh, Hunter, Hunter Molinar stands out on the defensive line. He, uh, you know, a kid that's uh, been pretty selfless all year. He was one of our linebackers last year and made the move up front. And, um, you know, he, he's, uh, he, he's done a really, really good job for us up there. So uh, great team effort. You know, I talked to you earlier in the season that you knew this is a, a special group. and But, you know, I think most coaches would say, you know, it's one thing in the regular season, but another thing in the playoffs, do you have the endurance, the, the leadership that it takes, uh, you know, to make it count, obviously, this time of year in November. But what have you seen just from your, uh, maybe in your seniors and your leadership uh, with these guys as you kind of head into mid-November? Yeah. You know, it's... um it is a special group. And, you know, you like to think that every group is special, but the, these guys are, um, you know, they've taken the bar from where it was last year with it, with another really good group and kind of elevated it. And, 
Um, you know, case in point, you know, Isaiah Helfstein, you know, in the locker room at halftime, it was kind of quiet. It was kind of like, wow, I don't, you know, this one, I'm not sure, you know, this we're down 14, seven. And like, it just didn't look good. Like things weren't just working. And, and Isaiah just kind of matter of fact, like guys, we're in the regional semifinal. It's, it's, it's a good football team. Like we're okay. We're going to be fine. And, you know, a lot of that, that anxiety, that stress just kind of left I me mean, for me. It was just kind of left like, okay. I feel good now that he feels good. And, you know, he kind of set the stone and we came out, set the stage and we came out in the, um, in the second half and, um, you know, marched right down the field and scored and got a stop and scored again. It was, uh, you know, it's been like that all year with this group. They have, uh, you know, I'm just not going to doubt them. You know, we're going to play a good football team this week. And I have no idea. They might, they might score a hundred points on us. I have no idea. Right. But um, I know that these guys are going to show up. They're going to go to work and, um, you know, we're gonna we're gonna do everything we can to win a football game. I think that's all you could ask for, right? As a coach, to see your own yeah. players take that leadership and take it upon themselves. Exactly it, Mike. I mean, we talk about that in in the summertime. Like at some point, the coaches' voices have to, you know, lessen, and the players' voices have to come up. It become it has to become the players' team at some point, and it has. I mean, it is you know, it is. I mean, yes, we're we're coaching and we're we're, we're you know game planning and doing all that stuff, but. Um, they understand each other really well. Um, they love each other really well. And uh, it's uh, it's just been really, really nice. And you, as a coach, to your point, to sit back and say, wow, okay, these guys have, have taken ownership in this, in this team and embrace that role. And um, it's, it's been, it's been a good ride and we hope to continue it. You know, it's only literally what, 12 hours after the game or so, but uh, yeah. what, what, uh, what do you know about Clinton Massey and what do you expect the next week? Well, I know that they're really good. They've been good for about 20 years, right? At least, you know, I, you know, I haven't had the privilege of being down here for, you know, I came down here in 2008, uh, 2007 or eight. So um, didn't really know this area of football, but, um, you know, they've been uh, a premier program um, in, in Southwest Ohio um, and quite frankly in the state, right? I mean, they've, uh, you know, winning, you know, 10 plus ball games for, for 20 plus years and, um, yeah, so I know that they're going to be a tough, hard nosed team. They're going to, you know, you're going to, you better, you better bring your lunch pail. It's going to be one of those, one of those games. And, um, you know, we, we played them in 2013 and 14 and, you know, they knocked us out both years and, um, you know, I flip it on the tape. I'm sure it's going to be a, a very similar, you know, looking team that way. Um, their coaching staff has, uh, has done a phenomenal job of uh, building a program and, and sustaining success, which is not easy. You know, it's, it's hard to do what they're doing for, you know, it's hard to do that for a couple of years, but for 20, I mean, you, you, you know, it's, it's remarkable. So uh, we got our work cut out for us. We understand that. And uh, we, re, we respect the heck out of those guys. And um, you know, we're, we're going to go to work. All we can do is be us. Right. And so um, we're going to go to work and um, come up with a game plan and, and, and do our very best. A lot of times you hear from coaches uh, that say, you know, they just really enjoy these practices, especially when you get to this time of the year, because obviously not everybody is, is uh, doing this. And, and have you sensed that sense of, uh, you know, maybe you're in the moment and can't reflect too much, but just that being able to be uh, grateful for this opportunity. I mean, what, what have you noticed, I guess, just within the players about, hey, we get another week and yeah, not everybody gets that. Sure. No, I, yeah, they, um, you know, one of the, we, we give our seniors opportunity to speak on, you know, before games on, on a Thursday and, you know, as, as part of a kind of a reflection and uh, one of our seniors stood up and said, like, I, you know, I just want to keep on playing, you know, so um, I get emotional. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, it's good. I mean, it's good. I mean, it's good from a coaching standpoint too. Like you're, you're getting extra, extra reps, right. You know, it's uh, um, we, we were able to bring up 10, 12 freshmen and, you know, get them some practices. So um these are great for us right now in the moment, um, but they're also great for us in the future, right? For, for these guys to get extra reps and, and uh, continue to practice and, and uh, you know, just again, again, begin to uh, and continue to build culture. Uh, and and to, to be quite honest, to, to hopefully be, look up and be a, a program like Clinton Massey, uh, like, like Kettering Alter, you know, some of these, these schools that are our similar size have been doing it really well for a long time. And, you know, our hope is to, to look up one day and say, wow, man, that McNick team, they've been they've been doing this for 20 years. You know, this is that's, that's pretty cool. So uh, we got a lot of work to do. We're not there yet. Um, but, yes, uh, to, to continue to, to practice in November and, uh, you know, have to work, uh, figure out how the light situation and like how we're going to practice if it's going to get too dark and that sort of thing. Um, 
it, it's good. And, uh, you know, we appreciate that stuff. And, and that's what comes to mind with the kids. They, they appreciate this opportunity and uh, we're, we're going to, we're going to take it and run and do our very best. Probably goes without saying, but how supportive has the school community been for, for you throughout this run? Yeah, it's, it's, it's been awesome since the jump, really. I mean, it's like from this year and I, and every year has been really good. Like I, I, I hadn't had a bad year as a coach here in terms of the support and, uh, people coming out and wanting you to do well. Um, but this year was just, it's just been a little bit different. There's been a little bit of a buzz and um, not a little bit, there has been a buzz and, you know, the student section, every game has been tremendous. Um, the crowds have been great. We've had, uh, you know, record crowds here for, for our games. And, um, you know, it's just, uh, it's been tremendous, you know, the support of uh, Drew Schmidt, our athletic director. And um, it's just, it's been great. I mean, I, you know, we couldn't, we couldn't ask for anything more, to be honest, um, anything that we needed, and we, we get, we, we got, so, um, yeah, it's, it's been really cool. And, uh, you know, I know that, uh, we're, we're kind of standing on the shoulders of a lot of people that, uh, have come before us and, uh, you know, to continue to win and, 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 and work and prepare, um, is, uh, you know, kind of just, you know, th- our thanks to those people uh, that came before us. Um, cause you know, McNick football has been, been around a long time and, you know, this isn't like, you know, a flash in the pan type, type uh, program. Uh, we've been here for a while and we've done some really, really cool things. So um, we're hoping just to take that, that next step. And, um, you know, again, um, as, as gratitude and, and thanks to, to those guys that came before us. Great stuff. Uh, McNicholas coach, Mike Orlando, always appreciate the time. Best of luck to the Rockets. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate you, buddy. Well, coach Orlando certainly has a, a lot of, Great perspective there on the McNicholas uh, High School football program and how much this means not only to the Rockets players, the seniors, but uh, also the school community. This is the fourth regional final appearance for the Rockets and the first since 2010. So uh, certainly McNicholas has a lot of good things going for him right now when it comes to football. Let's switch gears to basketball now. The Ohio High School boys basketball season starts a week from Wednesday, November 24th. I'm pleased to be joined by Triple Double Prospects analyst Corey Albertson, a good friend of the WCPO High School Insider podcast. Corey, thanks as always for your time. Thanks for having me as always. Well, yeah, I just want to start with um, uh, some of the top teams and players to watch this upcoming boys basketball season. And instead of going just uh, in numerical order, uh, D1, D2, D3, I just want to start with uh, Taft in Division Three, uh, being a state semifinalist a year ago. Uh, obviously, everybody knows about that buzzer beater they lost, unfortunately, to Worthington Christian there at UD Arena in the state semis. But uh, uh, in talking to Coach DeMarco Bradley over the summer, and I know we both attended the Oak Hill shootout, uh, this is a team that's very hungry to get back at it. Um, what do you see from the Senators? Well, first, um, yeah, I'm a little uh, behind this year. I feel like on basketball, I haven't been thinking about it too much, but I remember before we started this podcast that I, I saw a lot of ball in June. I know you did too. So trying to rely on that a lot. And I saw Taft at several events this summer and uh, they're, they're very good. They're as talented as they were last year. Starts with Rayvon Griffith, uh, you know, the most highly regarded junior probably in the state of Ohio or certainly one of two, if not, um, his athleticism and his length and his kind of competitiveness really take them to another level. But just like Taft always has, they got a bunch of guys that are really good. They've got uh, Makai Elmore, who came down last year from the Dayton area. He's one of the best senior guards in the area. They've got a kid named Ian Elmer, uh, who's going to be a junior. He came over from uh, Covington Holmes, and it'll be his first year in the Cincinnati area. And they've got a, they've got a big freshman that they think is going to be good. But just like always, they're going to play really fast for DeMarco Bradley and run up and down and trap and try and dunk everything. And uh, they're going to be fun to watch. And the City League is a little – usually, there's usually a lot of parity in the league. And this year I think it's pretty clear-cut that, that Taft has on paper you know, the best roster. Let's kind of stay with the, the theme there in the CMAC um... – First of all, I want to ask you a little bit about Rayvon. Um, just what have you seen in his game, his maturity? Um, obviously, explosive game, but I mean, you know, the ins and outs of a, a lot of these guys uh, and how they've operated and, and how they've grown as a player um, over the years. So, what have you seen from Rayvon? I think Rayvon's really committed himself to it uh, from, from from what I've what I've seen and heard and, and and talked to him a little bit. I saw him this summer at the Nike Peach Jam, and that's what you're talking about. You're playing against the best of the best. And he had some games where he struggled. He had some games where he did well. But I think the the important thing was he took the feedback on why did I struggle in the games I struggled and what can I learn from it. And uh, he's been he's been working out uh, several times a week, actually, with a guy I played against when I played in high school, James Millen. That was a really, really good 
player at, at Schroeder and then Cincinnati State. And uh, James has been working with him on just his ball handling and his shooting and some of the skill set stuff. You know, when he got down, I think, to to Augusta for the Nike Peach Jam, he was like, wow, there's actually some guys here that can match my athleticism. So, you know, what are the things I can do to to counter that? So I think he's going to have a big year and, and, and show off some some different skills that, that we haven't seen from him in the past. And that's going to be, I mean, the key to Taft is everybody knows Taft every year. They're going to have these high-level athletes. You know, do they have a bunch of guys that, that can make shots in the modern game? And obviously one of the headlines uh, this fall, obviously uh, at Woodward with Paul McMillan, the fourth, uh, the outstanding point guard, uh, making a return to Woodward after being at Hillcrest Prep out in Phoenix. And um, what did you make of that news? And, and what do you think of his return to the Bulldogs and what kind of lift that gives that team? Yeah, you know, it's an interesting uh, situation. I guess didn't work out, but I can tell you this. I saw Woodward play several times this summer and they were absolutely rolling. I mean, they, they played – probably as well as anybody could have played. So to say that the league is, is, is tough to lose, maybe that's unfair as well as Woodward played this summer. They've got some new guys. They had some guys graduate last year. Um, the theme is obviously going to be Paul McMillan. He's still there. He's the scoring guy. Um, he's going to put up huge, huge numbers again. You know, he, he might be a contention for Mr. Basketball when all said and done. Uh, we'll see what happens there. But He'll definitely lead the league in scoring, lead the city in scoring again. And uh, that team's going to be very competitive Again, there are going to be some new faces, but when, you, when you've got a kid who's got that much experience in the City League in Cincinnati, that's going to be a problem, and you know they have a great fan base. So they're, they're going to be very good, and I, I know two games that will be fun, which will be the Taft-Woodward games are, are going to be a lot of fun for sure. Definitely. Western Hills and Hughes um, also have made uh, you know great strides, obviously, in that conference there. Any, any thought on those two programs and what they've been doing? Yeah, I, I like Western Hills. I think uh, Bryce Stokes does a great job with that team and has, has improved that team. Um, Abubakar Cisse is like a, a kid who I think colleges are really missing the boat on. I think he's just a really, really nice ball player um, on that team. He's a senior, kind of a wing, kind of a forward, more of a forward at the high school level, more of a wing at the college level. And then Hughes uh, had another coaching change. So that's, that's been a little bit of a theme there since Coach Wyatt left. And uh, they're going to try and right the ship uh, – they got uh, Brandon Grammer from over Covington Holy Cross, who I think does a nice job. So uh, that program is, is pretty well built in terms of what Coach Wine started there. So I think they'll get that thing uh, right. Probably don't have the talent to compete with Taft and Hughes this, or Taft and uh, Woodward this year. But, you know, they, I'm sure they'll have a solid team. I um, do. I did see them play over this summer, but they had a couple guys. Um, who were good players that ended up going a different route and moving to the Columbus area. So um, it's going to be a little different look when I see them in the winter. Anybody else emerging there? I mean, Aiken or, or anybody else that, that you can see? Um, Aiken, um, you know, Greg Ty got the coaching job there. Guy I've been friends with a long time. Uh, coached them in the summer ball with the Cincinnati Lakers. So happy for Greg. Uh, there is a lot of roster turnover there. Um, Coach Cass went to Mount Healthy, which is uh, where he played. So returning to his alma mater, his son obviously went with him. So some new faces at Aiken. Um, not sure what to expect from them. I know they're, they're going to be younger. I know uh, Withrow's kind of still rebuilding and younger. And uh, to be honest, I don't know a ton about what's going on at Schroeder. Well, how about uh, let's jump to Division One here. Um, Moeller, obviously a regional runner-up a year ago, 20-5 and record. Uh, lost to Centerville in that regional championship game by two points. Centerville obviously went on to win the state championship. But um, what do you see from the Crusaders and Evan Mahaffey, the uh, Penn State commit rated uh, top five player in Ohio? Yeah, this is the first year since, that I can remember since like 2015 when when Huber Heights Wayne won Division One that Moeller wasn't like the preseason favorite in, in, in Southwest Ohio. And I mean, it's Centerville by a mile this year. And I know this is a Cincinnati podcast, but if you like basketball in Southwest Ohio, I mean, that's that's even to watch. They are loaded with talent, extremely well coached. I mean, do a lot of the things that Moeller does well. They just happen to have a little better players than Moeller this year. Uh, but no, Moeller's going to be fine. They're going to be fine. They got a lot of new bodies. Um, um, Mahaffey, Evan Mahaffey is a tremendous player. He missed uh, this summer. He uh, had, had a meniscus injury, but he's back. He's going to Penn State. And they got other guys that have been through the fire there. You, I mean, you're, you're losing, what, one, two, three, plus McCracken left after his junior year. I mean, you're losing four or five high-level high school players that graduated, but they always plug and play the next guys. Um, AJ McBride is going to be a sophomore this year. Uh, his father, uh, Anthony McBride played at uh, Cincinnati 
also uh, related to uh, both Yancey Gates and Deuce McBride. So he's got a lot of bloodlines, and uh, he's going to be a player there. He's still kind of filling into his body. And then this almost never happens, but I think you might see a freshman play, and that is Kingston Land. And he has the ability level to be just a phenomenal young player. Um, interested to see if he cracks the varsity rotation, but – uh, brother uh, Max Land just got done there a couple of years ago. Plays Division One ball now, and uh, even if they have some up and downs moments this year, the the young talent at Moeller is there, where they're they're going to keep that thing going just like they've been winning. It'll be interesting to, to watch them. Uh, maybe just keeping within the GCL. Uh, what do you see from LaSalle, Saint X, and also Elder? Yeah, I saw LaSalle once this summer. They were very very young. Uh, it might have just been the day. I know uh, Pat Goody told me he was playing a lot of his young kids that day. He didn't have his football guys, huge part of LaSalle. So because uh, of that, I probably don't know as much as I should. Uh, X and Elder are both really, really good. Two other teams. I thought X played really good this summer. I watched them. They don't have – like last year they had Kobe Rogers was kind of the guy, and Luis Simona was kind of like the sidekick. And Simona will be the guy this year with Rogers gone. But they don't really necessarily have that kind of one go-to score, very balanced, not a lot of like – High-end individual talent, just really, really good team talent and coaching with Mike Noska. Uh, they're they're very, very good, very, very good. They easily could win the GCL. As could Elder. Elder's got some size. They got a kid, Carson Brown's going to be a junior this year, big six eight kid. They got Andrew Harp um, that is the very, very good forward to really shoot the ball. Killed Moeller last year. Um, I'm missing one. Oh, Sean Keller, really good guard. They've gone as a senior. I know a couple of those kids play football, but when they get up and rolling, uh, Elder is n- another one. I mean, that could go any of the three ways. And with LaSalle, I'd have to see their football guys. Their, their basketball-only guys are a little on the smaller side, but if uh, if Coach Godey's got some bigger guys that can kind of compete inside with those bigger teams, you know, they'll be competitive, more than competitive. Let's jump over to the GMC here. Um, Lakota East. Fairfield, I mean, it's this ultra-competitive conference is always here, but what do you see from some of those teams? I, I hate to pick against Clint Atkins. He's, he's a friend of mine. I think as good of a coach as there is in Ohio, but Fairfield's really, really good on paper. Really, really good. I mean, Logan Woods going to Wright State, Division One, bona fide Division One player. They got another guard named Deshaun Krim that's coming back as a junior, one of the Guys who, if, if they don't know him in Cincinnati, they'll know him by the end of the summer. Had a good year last year. Got a couple of just other really good role players. A big name, Demir Rogers, had a good summer. A lot of just top-end talent, athleticism, size, depth. And then they picked up another kid uh, kind of last minute who did not play as him this summer named Colin Tolbert. And then Colin had a huge sophomore year at Mount Healthy and uh, averaged, averaged north of 20 points, I believe. And then his junior year, he decided to do a prep school thing. Didn't end up being a great fit for him. So he's back. He's at Fairfield now. And he gives them just another, you know, division one body that can really score. And, you know, I don't know if he'll end up on that division one or division two level, but Colin Tolbert's another big guard that can really play and Fairfield's loaded Uh, East, maybe not the top end division one college talent that we've seen, but he's got plenty of players. He's got his system, uh, Jack Kronagi, um, uh, Jaden Coles going to Thomas Moore, really good wing. Kobe Peck, I believe, just committed to an NAI school. I can't – might have been Division three school. can't remember which one. Uh, and then Coach Atkins' son, also a good guard. But the other two teams, I think, in the GMC are Sycamore and Princeton. And uh, Sycamore with Ben Sutherland is the kid who really kind of took the jump this summer from – being like a guy Division ones were interested in to a guy that 20 Division ones were telling, you know, guys like me, you know, we got to get this kid. We got to get this kid. So um, he is now going to Liberty, and uh, he's going to be a really good player. He's going to be a really good uh, high school player, too. And they've got some other other talent. They've got a young big kid that's going to burst onto the scene named Rally Burgess. Uh, everyone in the GMC knows about him, and he's going to have a big year. So Sycamore, and then I think Princeton with Bowen Hardman is going to Ohio State. Can't count them out. Coach Wyatt. Got them so much better in year one, year two. He's only going to do the same thing. So not quite as familiar with their whole roster. He's got a lot of football guys that didn't play in the summer. But uh, I'm I'm always high on Coach Wyatt's team. So Fairfield, East, because of their experience and their winning culture. But Sycamore and Princeton are going to be in the mix. And, you know, Lakota West will be solid. They got Nate Dukovich. Um, Hamilton's got big Sage Talentino going to Cincinnati. I mean, there's talent all over that league. But that would probably be the top part of the league would be Fairfield East with Sycamore Princeton in the mix. Sounds like another uh, deep uh, year for, for that conference in the GMC, obviously. Let's go over to ECC uh, 
Walnut Hills, 17 and four a year ago. And uh, how about this uh, 2024 star in Tyler McKinley and the, the amount of scholarship offers he's received? Yeah, what's well, really blown up for him. I'm happy. Really good family. And uh, his brother, uh, Alex McLaughlin, uh, helps out Tyler a lot, coaches over at Walnut. He was a really good player and uh, played at NKU for a while. And then he, his knee was hurt. He got hurt as a high school senior and never was quite the same athlete that he used to be. But really happy that, you know, he's really worked with his brother and helping his brother, Tyler McKinley. Uh, probably the, the most highly sought after rising sophomore or current sophomore in the state of Ohio. I mean, he's, he's really, really regarded highly, had a good summer on the Nike circuit. And he's interesting because, I mean, he still looks like a baby. I mean, in the face, he's still very uh, young looking and he's probably going to keep getting bigger and bigger. And his skill set, he definitely works at it a lot. He's going to be really good. Um, you know, I'm high on Ricardo Hill and, you know, he's got a lot of talent, uh, a lot of shooters on that team. So they're, they're going to be, they're going to be good. It'll probably be them and Tarpon is what, is what I know of. Um, easily could be somebody else in that mix right there, but those are the two that I would think would be the most competitive. Yeah. When coach Hill says uh, a player is going to be the next big thing in Cincinnati, he's told us that about Tyler McKinley, you better listen because <laughs> uh, it came to fruition uh, a year later. So yeah. um, anybody else that you wanted to mention, Corey, uh, whether it be through the Southwest Ohio conference or SBAC or any other. Um, we haven't covered? I want to mention, I think that this is going to be a fun year and that there's, there's definitely some parity. There's not like a clear cut team. I mean, in division one outside of Centerville, but in terms of Cincinnati area, there's not, the other divisions, I mean, Taft is probably a favorite, but you could make some arguments across the board. But so there's a lot of parity, but it's really that the senior class especially, and then to an extent the junior class is getting there, there's a ton of high-level talent right now. A lot of Division One college talent in Cincinnati right now, especially in 2022, and it's, it's all over the place. It's not just at one school. So a lot of high-level players, even in some kind of hidden places like you know, Eastern Brown as a kid, Trent Hundley, that's really good. I mean, there's just, there's talent all over the place. And then um, I'll say two things that I saw on the other side of the river uh, real quick, which would be Covington Catholics to be really good again. Saw them a lot this summer. Uh, they have a junior guard, Evan Ipsaro, and then they've got a um, junior big in Chandler Starks and then a senior big in Mitchell Riley, who's going to Miami, Ohio. Uh, those three kids are all really good. They've got some other you know role players as well, but those three kids in particular, very, very good. Covington Catholic is going to be I'm, – I'm not as good at outside of greater Cincinnati and Kentucky, but I know that, I mean, there's no way there's more than five teams better than them. Might be zero teams better than them. And then um, in terms of talent, uh, Covington, uh, Holy Cross, if you haven't seen Jacob Myers, one of the most electric uh, high school guards, you're going to see really, really talented, uh, athletic, can score, it, can make a couple shots, can pass it a little bit. Really fun guard to watch on uh, Covington Holy Cross. Those are kind of the main guys to me to me to stand out in the area. And I think statewide, I think you know our, our teams in Cincinnati are going to have a chance to compete. When you look at Division One, I, I mean Centerville's the state favorite, not just a regional favorite. But there's no real real dominant team. There's a few good teams, but nobody real dominant. So it'll be interesting to uh, to see how it unfolds. And every you know with uh, a lot of guys who have already had success coming back for another year. Centerville just earned a number 18 nationally rank uh, ranking from the max preps uh, this preseason yeah, as well. So crazy. It, it's, it's, it's really crazy to think about this. Um, Keba Jai, uh, his brother Mojai was a really good player there. People probably remember him. Keba played two years in Centerville that he transferred to a prep school. Um, he just committed to Penn state as well. So they'll be going with Mahaffey, but he would have been on that team too. So, I mean, it's, it's, what Coach Cups has built there is unbelievable, and obviously his son has become a highly, highly sought-after college prospect, but they've got a great team, and they're, they're really fun to watch. Before I let you go, um, I don't mean to put you on the spot, but shot clock debate. Uh, we heard about uh, it. We heard about uh, Coaches Association getting their say within the OHSA. OHSA uh, mentioned that they're just going to kind of keep the course here and, and not change anything uh, in the short term, but what's your take on this? Where do you see this going, and how do you think this uh, – settles eventually if it ever does <laughs> i mean i'm sure it'll happen eventually i think it's a way less significant deal than most people do i mean i go to a lot of games and very very rarely do i do i see it like I'll tell you this if you go to the taft woodward game you don't need it you know you can make it for seven seconds and we're still probably not going to have a violation um you know there's there's a few the gmc you see some slow possession sometimes gcl Gets a rap for it. It's not as bad as people say it is, but uh, I, I I don't think it's that big of a deal. I, I really it, it'll be nice in the last two to four minutes of the game. I would love to see it, but before that, 
to me, it's not, it's not a big deal. Yeah, take a lot of effort to implement that at all levels, and it's the complexity of it maybe a little bit too Absolutely. much for the high school game. Corey, where can people follow you on Twitter and all your coverage and what you do with uh, Triple Double Prospects? Man, you always ask me this. I never know. I am pretty sure my Twitter is at Corey, C-O-R-E-Y underscore Albertson. Pretty sure that's right. And then my website is tripledoubleprospects.com. Uh, try and put up a lot of event coverage when I go to you know big uh, basketball events with multiple games. Sometimes I'll do stuff after one game or about one player. Put up a lot of databases of here's some of the top kids. There's a little bit of information about them. So uh, also links to my podcast, which I haven't been doing much this fall. I want to hopefully settle down in my other work stuff and get back into that. But it's a lot of content on there and would love if people took some time to check it out. Definitely. If you follow high school basketball anywhere, not in just greater Cincinnati, but anywhere in Southwest Ohio or Ohio for that matter, definitely follow Corey. So you know where to Can go. I, go ahead. Yeah. So also um, I am partnering uh, for the third year in a row here with um, Benny Carroll. who has got the Ohio Valley Hoops Classic. So that is the Friday and Saturday after Thanksgiving start of the regular season. Uh, we're going to have a bunch of games up at um, Mason Arena on the campus of Mason high school and middle school. So if you're a high school basketball fan, come out and support that. I think it's 12 games over two days. A lot of the teams we just mentioned are going to be there and love to see everybody. And you can find that at Ohio Valley hoops, And as it approaches, I'll be sharing it all on my social media as well. Awesome. Great. Really appreciate it, Corey. Thanks for your time. Thanks as always, Mike. Appreciate you. Well, I'll be honest with you. I've been uh, knee deep with uh, everything with football coverage uh, since uh, the beginning of August, but uh, Certainly looking forward to a memorable high school basketball season uh, when the state football finals wrap up in early December. And, uh, you know, the girls' basketball season starts here in Ohio this weekend. We have Mountain Notre Dame winners of 72 consecutive games traveling up to Columbus. And the Ohio boys' season, as I mentioned, starts next week. So this is going to be another fantastic high school winter season to come. Well, thanks again to all the coaches uh, who were kind enough uh, to uh, talk to me this week weekend on zoom and uh take my calls uh, i know that a lot of film studies happen on saturday morning uh right a quick turnaround after friday night games and uh certainly a whirlwind but uh, great to see uh, seven of our greater cincinnati teams in the ohsa regional finals this weekend so best of luck to all our area teams and thanks again for listening we will talk to you next week